This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Brennan likes this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Still can't think of a, a clever opening to the show, but you are listening once again to the best goddamn podcast that talks about professional wrestling by Marks for Marks. You are listening to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. As we always say, thank you very much for listening. You can go to MarkingOut.com and you can find all of our episodes there. You can definitely go and buy some t-shirts because there's a couple left in the, uh, the overstock bin. Not too many. Not too many. They're selling out. So if you want to get yours soon, go to MarkingOut.com and get your t-shirts. Other things you can do to support the cause called Marking Out, you can go on iTunes, see our wonderful logo by our broski at BWing411. Follow him on Twitter for all of your graphic design needs. And leave some comments. You know, rate us. Say that we're awesome. Say that Brandon is a genius. And should rap again. Yeah, say Brandon, hashtag Brandon. We need a new Brandon rap. Um, you can also support our broskies and brosket in Ring Rope Rebellion, ringroperbellion.com, or you can go on iTunes as well and get all their awesome songs because their shit's going viral, son. And Derm- YouTube. Gizzle. And YouTube, yeah. You can go to youtube.com slash ringroperbellion or you can go to youtube.com slash out one to find our little skits that we're doing because we're not only a, a wrestling podcast, we're wrestling fans and we like to have fun and do random stuff. We're so. going to make you giggle. We're going to make you giggle and there's a lot of stuff coming up in the world of out. Facebook.com slash out and twitter.com slash out. All right, I plugged us enough. Let's plug everybody. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sween Dog, if you want to tweet to me about anything other than wrestling or wrestling in, in general, or Red Baron Pizza. Either or. No, John Underhile the other day was talking to me about Red Baron Pizza because I ate an entire tombstone the other day. That sounds good. Yeah, it was, you know, yeah, it was I immediately regretted it. Anyway, I'm also sitting here with Dave, who doesn't have a Twitter. Dave, how you doing? It is good to be back. Let me just say, I'm so thankful that whoever, I won't say, but they bailed me out of jail the other, um, last week. So I'm very, very happy. Yeah, we tried to... Yeah, too bad somebody doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> and we're here as well with... <laughs> I forgot your new nickname, damn it. It's The Breen. The Breen. Brandon. The Breen. How you doing? Yeah, hilarious. I'm, I'm good. I'm awesome as always. Yeah. Uh, and, and I have to say that it's, it's pretty weird that we both spoke to John Underhile about pizza. Yeah, because New York Pizza. Because I I spoke to him about Domino's and how shit. Oh, they Domino's are. is fucking disgusting, no way. bro. That's so crazy. Dude, I tweeted to them. I want. They made me sick. I want my fucking money back. Yeah, you don't tweet to them. You call <laughs> no. customer yeah. service. No, 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 no. Why no, would you no, no. tweet them? In this day and age, you get shit done by tweeting, and I'm tweeting them till I fucking. I'm gonna tweet them some more. All right, fine. Then I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna call them eventually and be like, "Yo, yeah, like, why'd you just three, call them five first? Days later. I don't I think they have a huge. I don't think they have a huge social media team where like they have people sitting by their computers to see people's complaints on Twitter for Domino's. Brandon just wants them to follow him. I called That's Domino's pretty much it. once before to tell them I was like, I think it's very offensive. I live in New York. You shouldn't be allowed to operate anything in New York because that's not real pizza. Your product is fucking disgusting. Oh yeah, no, uh, they should definitely um, write back to you with that one. Yeah, right. No, no, no I called them at the time with. Oh. oh, you called this. So you should have. Honestly, nobody should ever fucking be able to have Domino's. 
Yeah. Pizza no, and then there's people that think like Papa John's is great. Papa John's. Papa John's. I don't know. I go back and forth. C-Lo's, you gotta be drunk for that. Pizza, whatever it's called. What? Celo pizza. Celo green. Cece's C-Lo. pizza. Yeah, Cece's. Yeah. Pizza pie, whatever. Fuck those people. Pizza pizza. Little Caesar. Yeah. Pizza. Fuck. <laughs> Real bad. goddamn fucking Bush. John's Pizza on what is it, Forty Seventh and Broadway? Great pizza. I like Stella's. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Can't you hear me, Yella? You're putting me through now. Simpsons reference. Anyway, let's get on to the professional wrestling talk, other than pizza. Just so delicious. I'm thinking I'm gonna get some pizza today. For- anyway, okay. It's 9:13 a.m. and I already am craving pizza. Yeah, I know. Fuck. That's sad. Brave that braves the pizza. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, brother. Uh, let's talk about Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Their anniver- five-year anniversary show was this past weekend on iPay-Per-View and at the Railway Rec Center. Brandon was there night one, and what a night one it was in general. Just great. You know, before before we go over this event. I want to make one thing clear. I go to shows like this for wrestling. I don't go because the ring steps, the entrance way, or even the guard reps. It's simply for the wrestling. Nothing else factors into me except for what's being put on in that ring. This event proved Pro Wrestling Syndicate is the hottest independent promotion in the tri-state area. Hell yeah, it is. I have so much respect for Tap Out and Puck. And... I know they're more than welcome anytime on this podcast. Yeah, so if you're listening right now, Pat, and you want to come on, you know, yeah, and come on. Or tap out. Fuck any other fucking podcast. That guy got me so fucking heated. Which he got? They were on a fucking show last night talking about, because this kid wrote to them about the negatives that he saw, which were the guardrails and shit like that, and how it completely ruined the show. How could you have great Muda and Mil Moscaris, talent like this, and you can't even have, have uh, ring ring steps or guardrails? Wait, this guy was talking to them about this? Uh-huh. It, so what happened? They went on their show to debate about this, or? Buck and Tap Out went on to talk about, to tell their side of the story, whatever. Uh, it, I mean, it ended up where Pat called the guy. What Pat said... Uh, that, that the guy was just doing a podcast for himself. Uh-huh. And Pat was like, that's what anyone does a podcast for. Which, I mean, I, I think we could agree. Like, right, yeah, right for I, the I do it to hear myself. I, I do like it for the, fan, the millions of fans that listen to us. Millions? Come millions. On. <laughs> and millions. Oh, damn. I had that perfect opportunity right there, Dave. No, but uh, you know what? I, I, I do it for... Yes, I can agree with that. I do it for myself. But also, too, I do it to for myself to voice my opinions and see if other people will listen to my opinions and agree with me. It's all about, you know, constructing... But basically... Okay. But basically, what, the subject. what was being said, though, was that this fucking... This guy... This guy was saying how the, the night was completely ruined because there were no guardrails. He said there was great wrestling, but to, to harp on something so small as no guardrails, like, or no ring steps... And then Pat fucking just ripped him apart. He goes, you know, in OVW, ring steps are actually banned because Jim Cornette tripped over them once. <laughs> so they don't even need ring steps. So it's like, fuck you. Ring steps even, they apparently ring steps try to avoid Claudio Casanoli when he enters the <laughs> ring. And Why? I fucking love I mean, Antonio he, Cesaro. Yeah, Antonio Cesaro, because he's beating the shit out of a few of them. <laughs> for Dude, at, at, at one point during that interview, they just like, they just like didn't give a shit anymore. Tap out goes... Tap out was like, 
Did you, what? What was wrong? Like, did you want a photo op with the ring steps? Uh, I was dying. That's good. That's good. But uh, you know, regardless from that, you, you you said it right, Brandon. Wrestling is the reason why you go to shows, and that night in general was just jam-packed with great wrestling. It's and keep in mind that it was their first iPay-per-view. Which looked awesome. I it saw a lot of the YouTube clips they put up, and it looked great. It was a completely different setup from what we know the Ra- the Rahway Rec Center to be. Yeah. From other pro wrestling syndicate shows. Mm-hmm. Like, they had nice strobe lights by the entranceway, and they kept the lights out, utilizing three standing lights by each turnbuckle, and I believe one broke before the event. That's why I said three, not four. All right. So, All right. I, I just wish I wish the lights were on for the whole event, but I understand why they were off. It yeah, Brendan. made for shitty, made for really shitty pictures from far away. But well, that's where, you, where I, I got but Victoria. I, but I, yeah, right. Yeah, no, she, no, she. I was looking at some of her pictures this morning. Oh, they're fucking yeah. legit. There's that one of Muda, like in the entranceway. It looked amazing. Oh yeah. So you know, if you are in the professional wrestling world and need a great photographer, contact her at Ring Flash Photo on Twitter. Yeah, go hit her up. Yeah, so, okay, but regardless, wrestling yes. itself. And, you know, it started off with Alex Reynolds versus A.R. Fox, which... Yeah. And how was that? Did you like that? Well, I mean, we, we know Alex from MYWC, and we've seen Fox wrestle many times. Well, yeah. I don't even like how we're mentioning MYWC so much right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, still, yeah. still suspending MYWC talk. Yes. Regardless, I can't wait for the PWS DVD so I can rewatch this match because... It was fast-paced action. Well, it was it was billed as a high-flying match, if if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, I mean, both men. I don't really. I mean, I don't know. Both, the night I feel cool. like both men are very young in the business and have a lot of potential and a lot to bring. Well, that 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 doesn't go back to the, the point that I was saying that it was billed as a high-flying <laughs> match. No, but I'm just adding on to that. Okay, well, I mean, yes, of course. I agree but with it was you billed as was there like yeah. I, Oh. Stupid microphone stand. You just scared the shit out of me. I scared the shit out of myself. Don't, don't um, do that. <laughs> anyway, like I know so AR Fox because I've seen I've seen him wrestle uh, in CCW and I've seen him wrestle Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate, all over the place. Seen him wrestle live. Yeah, I've seen yeah. him wrestle live. And did Alex was Alex be able to do like that high flying stuff? Because I've no, I've I've seen him do it before. You know, all those. You know, I honestly I do not. Stuff. That's why I, w- I want to watch the DVD because I don't recall that. I don't recall the match of the fullest. Brandon was drunk. I, I actually don't. Yeah. I wouldn't consider Alex as being a high flyer, though. I feel like he's more well-rounded. Yeah. He like, has like, a, like a Jericho. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, because you don't really, when he goes into a uh, wrestling match, you don't expect him to really go do that high-flying uh, flips over the um, over the top rope and stuff like that. Yeah. You don't really expect that. But yeah. he's, he can do it. So mm-hmm. he's very well-rounded from technical to everything. Another well-rounded match in itself, I know Brandon was talking about this earlier, was Two Cold Scorpio versus Vader. From a big Van Vader Was he Vader or a big Van Vader? Big Van Vader He came out as big Van Vader Did he come out with the mask? Yeah. No, I was just about the elephant Yeah What is yeah? that? Wait, no, no oh. His mask Like that fucking, weird no, like elephant cyborg yeah, yeah. mask Not the Mastodon one Yeah, that, oh, that would okay. be cool I mean, that's pretty difficult to travel with, I assume yeah. how, how did they uh, work? Dude, listen The last time we saw Vader was in 2005 When he worked with WWE with Batista and Coach and he well, looked he fucking was in TNA awful. For, he had his little uh, stint in TNA. Who didn't have their little stint in TNA? Yeah, I, I don't recall Vader in TNA, but he looked awful in 2005 when we saw him. And honestly, this was a complete turnaround, complete 180. And and we knew Two Cold Scorpio could still work. We saw him on that TNA Hardcore Justice pay-per-view. 
and he looked awesome then. Mm-hmm. And honestly, after seeing this match in 2012, I 100% believe that it was Vader time, and he belongs on TV, and Scorpio belongs on TV. I think Scorpio definitely should be someone WWE hires to get the younger cruiserweights over. Flash Funk? Yeah, well, the, well, also, punk. too, that, you know, the WWE is trying to build that new cruiserweight division. What a perfect guy to, you know, work with. Absolutely, yeah. And once we once we get on Chikara, we'll talk about uh, Two Cold Scorpio a little bit more, which will be great. Any other, like, big standout matches for you that night, Brandon, besides, well, you know, the obvious? I just, have, I just have to mention the Nasty Boys were there <laughs> and just, just throw that out there. Okay. And, how was that? They're in the gauntlet. Honestly, I've never seen the Nasty Boys wrestle, so, like, I, I mean, I've seen knobs do that hardcore shit in uh, WCW so I didn't know what to expect but it was it was fun to see them wrestle it was cool yeah they were facing enhancement talent Fat Pack uh, Team Energy and Mark Modest and uh, Mike Matrix and I have to say that Fat Pack uh, came out with Ox Baker and PN News they came out to PN News Music who I also never saw until uh, I YouTubed him when he was announced and I popped for that because I got to say yo baby yo baby yo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you loved it. And then you ordered that Yo Baby, Yo Baby, Yo shirt from barbershopwindow.com. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. So what, right. what was your favorite match of the night? Uh, it's, see, Choose dude, one. Listen, listen. Choose listen. one. No Moscaris, Samurai Del Sol. I can't stress it enough how big of an impact Samurai Del Sol made on me when we first saw him at, at March's show. Yeah. Um, fast-paced, high-flying, all-around incredible. That describes him. Oh, stop. You're going to make yeah, me blush, dude, right? I honestly believe he's this generation's luchador to see. On, I and you know what? Agree. I had questions about that match as well. Because yeah, I because, because yeah. in this match, he was working very slow. Yeah. And to the pace of Mil Moscaris. All right. And I didn't mind that at all because it was still a wrestling match. Yeah. And if you go back and watch Mill wrestle, I mean, this is his style. Yeah. So I marked out big time for this match. Soon we'll guide him on to talk about this match. Dude, Mil Moscris even did a, a fucking a headstand rolling head scissor. Nice. Nice. There you go. I, I did not expect him to do that at all. Sounds insane. So how's that international tag team match? The main event? Uh, no, 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 no. He's, wait, are you talking yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but there's, other, there's a couple other matches that we got to talk about. before. Uh, yeah. There's one more match. There's one big match. You had an eight-man tag team match with pretty much the star of the entire show of that was Apollyon. I'm kidding. Apollyon's a, good, Apollyon's a great guy and everything like that, but it was Starman. Starman making his return to wrestling after being out since, what, like 1986? Uh, when, did pro, when did pro wrestling come out for Nintendo? Who knows? I don't remember. All I know is that game is freaking awesome. All I heard is that everybody popped huge for Starman. Yeah, you know, I couldn't really pay attention to this match at all because Kevin Matthews, I was right by him. He was marking out the whole time <laughs> over Starman. And, like, honestly, like, the, the fucking – he was the second most over person aside from Great Muda. That's crazy. Uh, I thought that's weird. What's, what's even sad is Brendan never, has never played that game. Well – I'm not 50 years old, so... You don't have to be 50 years old. It's a Nintendo game. You're not 30 years old like Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you used to play that game? No. Oh, wow. I had, like, WrestleMania Steel Cage Challenge oh, for Nintendo. Dude, this game was, like, a legit good wrestling game. Maybe I could find... Do you think I could find it on the Wii? Because, you know, like, the Wii Shop has, like, all those old games. Possibly. It's definitely... I, uh, I, out of the wrestling games, it. it's definitely up there for Nintendo. 
My first system was a Sega, so. Oh, huge. And also from all this from this match, the one thing that I think everyone also can note from it is that when Coco Beware made his entrance, he took the whole fucking thing down with him. Nice. I heard he fucking like was fucking bare ass stink facing people. I didn't see that, but I think the reason why he fucking took that the entrance way down is because that stupid hat he was wearing that you can get at Dorney fucking Park. That's beside the par- point. He That's didn't even fucking the park. Yeah, he didn't even fucking wrestle. Like he was just brawling outside the ring. And then he just bare ass people with his big black ass. <laughs> And, and when the entranceway fell, I got scared shit because I was talking to Samurai Del Sol, and all of a sudden he like flinched, like "Oh shit!" He said that, and I was like, I got scared shit. Like it looked like some shit was flying towards us. I was like, "What the fuck?" I got scared shit. I turned around and I saw the entranceway. I was like, "Oh okay." Brad's just like, like "Oh okay, good." It's not regardless. Do you think? Me. Do you think? Um, do you think Starman can make a run at the title in BWS? What do you think? Yes. He's fucking over, I think. I think that might 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 have to happen. I feel like that would gain them actually attention. But do you think like Nintendo attention. would find out about it and be like, "Hey, well, I mean, uh, what did they say on Two and a Half Wrestlers this week?" I don't know. They they said something did they really say Nintendo contacted them. They said something really? really quickly but didn't really get into it. Yeah, I don't know. All right. All right. Well, the big uh, the big match of night one was this international tag team dream match with the Death Machine, Sammy Callahan, and the premier athlete Tony Nese taking on the team of Kai from All Japan Pro Wrestling and the one and only great Muda. And I know Brandon fucking popped for this huge. Yeah, dude, I've never seen Great Muda wrestle, so I had no idea what to expect. Uh, and the only thing that I knew going into this match was that Tony Nese quit TNA to be booked on this card. Was there any fuck TNA chance? <sighs> was there any fuck TNA chance? I, th- I think. Aww. I think I heard some. That should be one of the loudest chants. Yeah, that would. I if I was there, I would have been fucking screaming that at the top Listen, of my lungs. Listen, I'm I'm pretty sure there were some fuck TNA chants. I was just. It's just like. What to remember? I don't have a notepad with me. You I should have. Yeah. Ah. To write down, to write down the, the, the chance of the night. Yeah. That'd be cool. So how yeah. was the match as a whole? Good? Dude. Okay, listen, 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 listen. I'm listening. I'm not listening anymore. Yeah, thanks. We didn't know with, with uh, Great Muda being in the shape he's in. We didn't know. No, no. We didn't know what shape Great Muda would be in. No, he has or two I bad knees or and whatnot. Yeah, <clears throat> fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it looked it. It was just as if nothing, <clears throat> as if he wasn't injured. I don't know if he was injured. I didn't expect Muda to get in the ring and move the way he moved. Was it like he's, really fast paced? Uh, not so much. But he's in incredible shape, and it it honestly it looked like he didn't even fucking skip a beat. That's what you said too. When I spoke, when I when did I speak to you? Sunday. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I spoke. Yeah, I spoke to you on Sunday. You're like, he looked like he was wrestling back in 1994 WCW. Well, I didn't say that, but yes, he did. <laughs> but no, he honestly, he like it looked like I was watching a current wrestling match. I was watching a current wrestling match, but like a current superstar, perhaps. And it, it even it it was funny because it kind of looked like a raven there at some points because. All the flashing lights that were coming from the cameras. Was there a lot of Japanese media there? Or? Yeah, there were tons. Like when he made his entrance, when him and Kai made their entrance was... No, actually, I'm pretty sure when Nisan... Uh, no, actually, there was just one photographer. 
Callahan made them entrance. You saw all these Japanese people, and I don't want to say. I mean, I said they were Japanese, but they could have not also have been Japanese. Asian media. Yeah, they looked Asian, right? Gathered around the entranceway. Snap, 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 snap. Wait, they were throwing snaps at them? Why were they doing that? Chinese fire drill. Jeez, all right. (laughs) Just kidding. No, dude, like, come on. Fuck you. But but honestly, this match had respect written all over it, so. And Muda ends up getting the uh, the green mist for the uh, green mist shining wizard for the win, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. I don't know. How does he do that? He does it when he's doing his entrance. Yeah. And what does he have pockets on his fucking... Probably. Or else he could probably have something in his... Uh, does he have wrist tape? <laughs> I thought you were going to say maybe he has something in his DNA that makes his spit green. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what? No, if, like, if he has wrist tape, he may keep a little... Uh, yeah, Pack no it in his wrist tape that he could just put it in his mouth, bite it, yeah. and then. And, uh, dude, that, that match was so cool though to see though. There was nobody sitting. Yeah, you not that one out. person was sitting. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good. So good night one. I'm kind of jealous that I wasn't there. You we, should be. We we didn't even talk about freight train and dynamite. I was gonna say you fucking missed five dollar wrestling. I know that. that I think that's right. you know what I, I popped really hard for. I was watching a video that that Jay Silva posted, and then we then posted on Facebook of freight train and Eugene from like yeah. North Carolina, and I didn't realize that Fucked freight up, train Eugene. that no, but that freight train comes out to come on ride the train. I started crying, laughing hysterically. Not Eugene Levy. But Eugene, Eugene Dinsmore, Nick yes. Dinsmore, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so then we, we night two that none of us actually were at. I know Brandon saw a little bit of it. You have a new PWS World Heavyweight Champion with Kevin Matthews beating, um, excuse me, Kevin Matthews winning the PWS Heavyweight Title, beating Sammy Callahan. A little help from Reality Check. We weren't there. I wish I was there. I really do. I wish I was there, but you know, I'm getting married this weekend, and I kind of have. Here, here's to September, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. September should be uh, another... Demolition versus the Powers of Pain, right? Yeah, that's already already announced. That's already booked. All right, cool, cool. Um, Scott Steiner was there. Apparently rode out on a Harley. Yeah, I saw the pictures of it. Yeah. I didn't get to see pictures of that. I want to see that. Yeah, they posted one off the PWS Facebook page, which looked awesome. Because the the first night, uh, what's her name? Vita Scott rode out on the Harley. Yeah, I, I saw that too. Scott, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Then you had uh, the PWS Tri-State Championship on the line with Toninis versus All All Japan Junior Heavyweight Champion Kai, which went to uh, time limit draw. I hate that. Yeah. Why? I hate the fact that there's no finish. Tony Nese should have won. Yeah. God. No. Oh. That's that, honestly. <laughs> if you if you think that, you're fucking stupid. First of all. Well, come on. <laughs> yeah. Brandon okay. Legend King set. Who wants a mustache no. ride? Come on. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> anyway. No, legit. That was a perfect way to have ended that match. Of course. Because you can't have you can't have Tony Nese go over because he, ha- A, because you're bringing in a guy from Japan. You can't have Kai go over because Tony Nese is undefeated right now and has a tri-state title. Well, let's not also forget the fact. Tony Nese, I think the championship was on the line. If he loses <laughs> it to Kai, I mean, what to- are they going to do? Send Kai uh, back from Japan every event? Hey, man, that's pretty way, That's a pretty good way to get your stars booked. Yeah, right. Give him the, give the championship. Yeah, it's true. no, but that's a good. Just like yeah. you said, it's a good we, idea, we, we could, especially for two. All three of us collectively, we can say that we understand the finish. Of course, yeah, we understand um, the payoff to that. I'm actually a big fan Shut of up, uh, no contests like that. 
I mean, we see a lot of it in Ring of Honor. Yeah. I know at first it was just like... Well, when Jay Lethal was the television champion, correct me not, but he, every one of his matches against, I think it was like Tomas Ciampa or somebody was going... No, it was Mike Bennett. Okay, excuse yeah. me. We're going to time on the draws. But then that's... I mean, we've seen it with uh, Seth, Seth Rollins too. I mean, we've seen a lot of time limit draws. There's a time for a time limit draw and there's a time not for a time limit draw. PWS, Saturday night was time for a time limit draw. I can agree with you on that, Brandon. Yeah. So that, I mean, that, but that makes him look good. And, you know, once Tony Nese goes over to Japan, you know, he definitely has the experience of facing Kai. Kai. I want to say Kai. <laughs> has the experience of facing Kai and now can work with him a lot better. Definitely. Um, one of the things that I was just realizing is that WWE really doesn't take advantage of the time limit all that much. I don't even think they say a time limit. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, not since the. I don't know, maybe early 90s that have I heard something about uh, a time being brought up. I know. No, and they don't I've even say they don't even say it, they don't even say in the beginning of the match no. either. Uh-uh. I feel like that's I, I something that you can utilize. I think it's they they save that more for Iron Man type matches yeah. where they announce it for I mean they just announce it for an Iron Man match but that's still. Which here's here's to open SummerSlam or something or even WrestleMania. I don't know about WrestleMania. For what? Iron Man match. I want to see oh. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. I, I could see a submission match first. Yeah, because I think I think that's what they're trying to lead. Well, a towards. submission match as in one fall finish? Yeah. Not one fall, but one tap finish? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so that's... You, you hit it and you quit it. Back to the Pro Wrestling Syndicate, that's pretty much the... Awesome two cards right there that, that you're pretty much getting for $20, $30 yeah, for both and shows. Yeah, and once it's on video on demand, I definitely plan on ordering both of those again. Oh, yeah. You don't, know what I have to say? Reliving the memories. Vader and Scorpio versus Reality Check. Devin Moore and Jay Lethal. A damn good match. Yeah? How, Absolutely. How, how, why was it a damn good match? It was just like, because it was high-flying. And it was fast-paced, and it was also slow-paced. You know what I mean? It really encaptured everything in the profession. Dude, I'm telling you, I said it before. Vader and Two Cold Scorpio belong on television. You know what? I can agree with you on some sense, but I can agree with you on on not some sense with that. You mean you could disagree? Yeah, I I can agree (laughs) and I can disagree with you on that. Well, what do you disagree with? The fact, like, I can agree with it could be on television, but I don't want them to be on television because that's going to take spots away from other guys, other new up-and-coming guys. I meant they could be on television to to build stars of today. All right. That's what I meant. Like, tell me you wouldn't want to see Zack Ryder get chokeslammed by Vader. (laughs) I don't think Zack Ryder would want to get chokeslammed by Vader. What? I don't even think Zack Ryder would want to get chokeslammed by Vader. I don't fucking blame anyone not wanting to get chokeslammed by him. Yeah. So what is it? September fourteenth, the next show. Yeah, I believe right. so. Right. Highway Rec Center. Get your tickets. Yeah, buy tickets. Yeah, but we'll keep, Well, you know, we'll also keep you informed with all pro wrestling syndicate. Speaking speaking of pro wrestling syndicate and September fourteenth, the summer. We have to talk about the summer. All right, we could talk about that what? another day. What about the summer? Oh, I was gonna say, go to their wrestling school, Sammy Callahan, Pat Buck. Training. Yeah, definitely sign up. Do it. I'll sign up. Well, there's a lot of other things that we have to talk about going on in the world of professional wrestling. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to talk about Chikara. Last weekend, you know, Pro Wrestling Syndicate do, did have two eye pay-per-views, but also Chikara did have their second big eye pay-per-view, Chikarasaurus Rex, How to Hatch a Dinosaur. And just like, you know, I, I guess me and my markdown for Chikara loved it. I thought it was a great event. I got to give props, big props to Smart Mark Video for getting these DVDs out like two days after the event. I had it. I ordered it Monday. It was at my house Wednesday. So Smart Mark Video. Also, I ordered that, and I also ordered the Anniversario uh, DVD as well. My main complaint is just the uh, video quality at times. Well, no, the video quality was good. Well, it's how just, it skips. And there was ju- well, there was jump cuts. Yeah. That, you know, because... I th- oh, they do that? Yeah, and, there, and you, at times you miss like a, a big move or... Oh, man. Or, like, something big happens and you miss it because of the jump cuts. Well, that was, like, the, I think that was the second DVD. The first DVD was fine. No, I think it was both. Okay, well... And uh, I think... Was it the audio off? That... But that's why, because they used one camera to do all the audio and they just kept oh. putting the other camera shots in there. But also, too, it was an iPay-Per-View, so it might have been hard to get that get that feed off onto DVD. Mm. I'm not I'm not discrediting them at all because they do great work and they do a lot of work with a lot of promotions. But other than the video quality aside, it was it was a solid event. I, I think the one most interesting match that me and Dave thought was the Batiri versus Sarah Del Rey and Saturine. Where Delirious then comes out and kisses all the guys in the Batiri on the head yeah, on the afterwards forehead. and walks away. So it kind looks of like, like he blessed them a little bit. Yeah, uh, blessed them, but also I guess maybe Delirious is the new head of the Batiri. I could definitely see that. Whereas, like, I think it was last year, wasn't Sincarni? Sincarni. Uh, Kizarni. Kizarni. Simbodi. Simbodi. <laughs> yeah, no, he was the head of it, and then he kind of left. Yeah. Now he's doing his uh, freak show wrestling in California. Yeah. So uh, I'd love to see him wrestle live. Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was, he was a king of trios last year. Um, Grand Akuma getting a spot back in Chikara, beating Icarus in a ladder match. That kind of the pseudo help Gregory Iron being the special guest referee. Definitely, which, he's always good to see Gregory Iron. Yeah, I enjoy Gregory Iron a lot of the match. Um, we now have the most devious man in Chikara with uh, Ultramatis Black. Beating Affinian, who is sporting some new interesting ring gear. I thought that it was, was cool. That was a really good match. You know what? You sound like Brandon right now. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was Shut a really up. good, Are you good match with uh, the, the amount of storyline behind that, too. Yeah, too. I feel like it, st- it told more of a story with that match because that built up for, for a, quite a little bit of time. Absolutely. Uh, then you had the, the big 10 man tag match with the old guy Keto, the Shard 17, and the Swarm versus the Colony. Eddie Kingston. And Jigsaw, which was just insanity in its finest. I thought the highlight of that was seeing Green Ant jump off the top of the balcony. Well, don't to the floor. forget uh, the return of Mike Quackabush. That I totally forgot about yeah, that. Since it returned from his uh, injury. Fire Ant got taken out by the Swarm in uh, on the pre-show. And then what was his injury? Do you mind me asking? His wrist. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't understand your accent over there. Yeah, why'd you break in a British accent here? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes that happens. So yeah, Mike Quackabush coming back, looking good. Definitely, and he still, he obviously still has it, he, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, Dave, what's wrong with you? I got a little in your throat. Stop with the British voice. <laughs> Not cool. Dude. All right, but yeah, no, Mike Quackenbush, that was fun. Great match. And then you had your main event, which is the Campiones de Bar- 
Pa Rejas with Chuck Taylor and Johnny Gargano of Fist facing off against the Young Bucks, which I'm very happy that they came out to Hanson and Bop. It's pretty awesome. Dave, the first thing Dave says to me at the end, uh, during that match, he goes, Can we have Umbop as our musical interlude next week? I'm like, We have a couple. We will have Umbop as a musical interlude at some point. Coming up at some point, we're not going to tell you when, and we're not even going to like announce it. We're just going to hit you with Umbop. Yeah, we're, you're just going to get Umbop. You know what, fuckers? That's going to be stuck in your head the entire week. But is, we ha- it stu- is it stuck in your head right now? No, it's not, actually. <laughs> What the fuck was that? <laughs> All right. Oh, Jesus, Brandon. But we have new uh, Campionas de Barajas. The Young Bucks won the two out of three falls to become the Campionas de Barajas, which is great. I would, Hell yeah. I would shake their hand, but they probably wouldn't shake mine back. Yeah, they don't shake hands. But the the weirdest thing, in fact, is I was, I was telling Dave about this, that apparently Ring of Honor isn't booking the Young Bucks now for a while because apparently their travel flight from SoCal is too expensive and I guess they're trying to cut costs which sucks but it's the good thing is now that now they have like a serious spot on Chikara being the Campeones de Barajas but what does that tell you about the situation that Ring of Honor may be in well no it's probably summer fucking rates are ridiculous aren't they especially to California I have no clue Brandon I don't don't fly to California often nor do I but I mean any flight I mean we paid I'm pretty sure it's safe to say no, even we we went on a fucking to to Miami during a season where there's tons of flights, but well, we went right by spring time. break. What was that? We went right by spring break. Right, but summertime specifically, I would assume, summertime. especially to California. Summertime, especially to California, Michael is very difficult to book and very expensive. Great, thanks. And I like green M and M's, Michael. Great. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> All right, but but regardless, another great eye pay per view from from, from Chikara. Uh, I, I mentioned it earlier with uh, Two Cold Scorpio. The first team announced for King of Trios this year is going to be Team. I guess you can call them Team Extreme. Yeah, I guess so. Might as well. Is that what they're being called though? I have no clue. Uh, it's the team well. of Tommy Dreamer, Two Cold Scorpio, and Jerry Lynn. Which is definitely a, plays a big factor because this is Jerry Lynn's last year of wrestling, and that might be his last show. Ever. Really? Well, this is in September. I mean, he still has a few months after. Hey, but you know, he may want to just wind down, maybe just do do the convention. Where is circuit. it again? Easton? Easton, Pennsylvania. It's two hours from here. Yeah, we're going. Guys, buy tickets to uh, to this event. Don't miss out. You're going to see if, some if great a, wrestling. Yeah, and if it's on iPay Review, do that also. Get yeah. That. This is where we, last year they had a uh, one, two, three kid return. Yeah, versus so they, El Generico, yeah. our, our, uh, our marquee for match of the year. Yeah, so. No, I, I'm really, really wasn't that impressed or that big of a fan I should say not impressed that big of a fan of Chikara but I want to see shit like this yeah they're, they're king of trios they could that could that's that could get it I Expect would say but that's unexpected. weird to say amen brother alright let's get to our uh, interview it's been a while since we had an interview and we might as well bring back the uh, interview portion of things with a uh, big name if you remember this guy if you were uh, a WCW fan or an ECW fan you remember this guy Scotty Riggs Scotty Riggs, he was a member of the flock. He was a member of the American Males. American Males. American Males. In ECW, he was part of the the network. He was part of the network. He was all over the place. And we reached out to Mr. Riggs and had a nice little conversation with him. So we're going to talk about – we're going to talk to Scotty Riggs about his career and where he's been. And And you're going to listen. And Yeah, you're going to listen. When we get back, (laughs) we're going to talk about uh, Stan Stansky. Hell yeah. That's how we do it. And we'll be right back here on uh, Marking Out. 
And we are back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And we are joined today by none other than Mr. Scotty Riggs. Scotty, thank you very much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Dave and Brandon there. Yeah, Brandon is actually here. He is listening because we have him plugged into the computer and you won't be able to hear him. Uh, yeah. well, dark habit. You know, I was hoping to speak to Brandon most of, this, most of the interview, but now <laughs> you, you, you shoved him in a corner like, you know, a kid in trouble in school. Yeah. Sorry, Brandon. We, we, we have to do that to him sometimes. But uh, the big question is, we haven't seen you in a while. Where have you been? Uh, pretty much getting over uh, a couple surgeries. I had a uh, I had a hernia surgery back in October that put me out for about a good six eight weeks, and then just got no more than um, let's see, we're in June right now. It was beginning of April. I had some problems and just couldn't stop throwing up for some reason. It turned out to be my gallbladder. What stones? It was a mass. I thought that might have been cancerous. But they had to remove my gallbladder. So oh, wow. it's been another pretty much five, six weeks doing nothing after a laparoscopic surgery, which is the easier one, mm-hmm. but you still, your body's got to sit back and adjust everything. So it's pretty much for the past, about the past six months, it's just been healing. Okay. All right. Well, we're good you to know, see, uh, we're good to see I, that you're actually Go ahead. I actually talked to Bill Goldberg the other day and told him about Marcus and his accident and the stuff that he's gone through and how Marcus is actually, um, he's got plates in his face and everything and then and Bill's going like, you're kidding me. I heard he got in the wreck, but I didn't know it was that bad. But long story short, I, as I was talking to Marcus, he's wanting to get the American males back together for a reunion. I'm like, dude, you just got major surgery done to your face and your neck. And I just had surgery done here to to my core. You know, the, the, I mean, there, there, there's a maybe or a possibility, but just still a few months down the line, that should get back in shape and everything else. And and, and Bill's like going, yeah, that's 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 a no brainer. <laughs> but Marcus is like, no, dude, I want to get it started now. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm like, you definitely fell on bumped your head, Marcus. So. But it's all good, you know. I mean, it, it, it's a passion that a lot of us still have, you know. And when we talk to our friends, you know, it kind of reignites that passion to, you know, no matter what injuries you've had, no matter what's going on in your life or anything, you, you still want to get in that ring. You still want to, uh, you know, just hear that crowd roar, get that adrenaline rush, and and really uh, entertain that crowd, really tell them uh, a good guy, bad guy story, not that shades of gray like Vince McMahon always says it is now. It's not a shade of gray. There's no such thing as a shade of gray. That's another way of trying to say I'm trying to sell merchandise for everybody that's a good guy and bad guy. Yeah, you know that, that's 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 his reasoning, his dollar signs. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually so, have, we actually have the perfect place for you guys to uh, make your uh, return. Yeah, if you want to make it up to the uh, Northeast to Pro Wrestling Syndicate, we could uh, we'll talk to uh, the promoter of there if you wanted you guys to guys uh, do American Males reunion. Well, again, it, it's, it would still be a few months down the line. No, oh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, two, three, four months maybe of training and getting some ring rest off others. Actually, be able to get in front of a crowd and and uh, not be the bumbling, stumbling, fumbling American males. Yeah, 
but you know, just be the American males. So no, if you want, we can stay in touch about that. They just they just had a dater on. They ha- they usually like having a a lot of diversity in the locker room for their shows. So. Well, that's cool. It's yeah. always good to hear. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've talked to a few guys who have been, you know, uh, Shane Helms and uh, the Headbangers, Chaz and Moss, or uh, Moss and Thrasher, excuse me. Spoke to those guys recently, and, and they've been doing the same thing. Matt Hardy, especially, uh, been working some independence, and they're like, dude, this, these guys are, 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 are hungry. You know, and, and that's cool to see. You know, but it, it's cool to, to see that somebody's walking in, going, "Hey, I'm an independent superstar, and I know everything about wrestling, and you don't." You know, if you were in, if you were such a superstar, you wouldn't be on the independent scene. Mm-hmm. You would have been noticed by now. Yeah. So, and I, and I hate to use the word superstar, but if you were such a great wrestler, you wouldn't be stuck on independent. You know, you would have been noticed, and somebody would have snagged you up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's you know. Speaking of, you you spoke about all the new independent guys coming up. Let's talk about you and let's talk about your career. Um, you were, I, I guess you could say, you were part of like the 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 final like era of like the territories because you worked with uh, Smoking Down Wrestling with with Jim Cornette, and then also two after after right. WCW with Turnbuckle Wrestling with with Dusty Rhodes. How is it working with those two guys, which really have like I mean, maybe I want to say Hall of Fame status, but really have like a very well known name? We know Jim Cornette's you know track record of everything that he's done, and also Dusty Rhodes being you know the American Dream. How was how was working with those guys in those ter- in, in the territories and stuff like that? Well, I mean, it, it was amazing to work with those guys. Um, I, I got to work with a bunch of different talents, which you're also forgetting. I was in the USWA. That's right. Uh, for eight months, from uh, January of '95 through uh, August of '95. Um, to make a long story short, Arn Anderson came up to me right around October of '94 and pulled me aside and said, "Scott, you need to get out of here." I'm like, "What?" I was working under a nightly deal with WCW and working house shows, some dark matches, a few TV matches, and this and the other. Just staying busy, doing okay. But um, R pulled me aside and said, dude, Dusty's losing his stroke here, and Eric Bischoff is starting to take over. And what you need to do before you get stuck under a glass ceiling that you cannot, that you can look above, but you can't get out of, you're a good looking kid. Great attitude, great ability. People like you, but it's just the politics are not with you right now. Mm-hmm. And the best thing you can do is to get out of here, get the experience and exposure that you can, you know, that, that you can gain. He was on the word to tell you to go or anything. On a Thanksgiving show, I was there with Jada Snake Roberts and uh, a couple other guys, and Jerry Lawler was there. And uh, Jake pulled the king aside and told him to watch my match. And uh, Jake brought me in, sat me down with Jerry, and saw Jerry for a little bit. And he says, well, he goes, I can't offer you a lot. I can offer you $40 a day, but I can get you six nights a week working. Twice on Saturday with Memphis TV, then uh, Nashville that night, Memphis on Monday. Louisville on Tuesday, Evansville on Wednesday, and then house shows on, uh, or spot shows as they call them on Thursday and Friday. Start all over again, have Sundays off. He goes, I can't promise you a whole lot of money, but you get to experience the exposure you need. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, well, you know, that, that definitely sounds appealing. He goes, well, good. Um, the 1st of January, I'll give you a call and give you a starting date, okay? January 1st, no lie, I'm sitting with Glacier watching some uh, uh, some of the bowl games at his apartment, and uh, my cell phone rings, and it's, of, of all people, it's uh, Randy Hale, who was the booker at the time, uh, it says, uh, you know, we got your booked for January 14th. It's going to be your starting date. And we need you to be at Channel 5 in Memphis at, uh, I think it was 7.30 in the morning for a 9 o'clock show. It would go from 9 to 10, and then 10 to, and then 10 to 11, it would be live on, on Memphis TV. So the next thing you know, there I am, and I'm there for eight months. And during that time I was there, I was I was wrestling everybody that you could that you could just name under the book that was there in the territory, and plus having to work um, and the same with Cornets, working in the same cities over and over again, but working different talents. You had to be creative in how you started your matches and ended your matches, whether you're winning or losing, whether you were. Uh, in an angle or, or storyline or something like that. You had to be creative in doing that. And then in that time, um, before WCW, you know, it really, really pretty much taught me the A through Gs of wrestling, except for some of the politics stuff, which I really just didn't like because I like the sport of it. I didn't like the politics of it. But uh, Terry Taylor and Bill Dundee had actually come in to do a thing with Vader where he was doing his roadkill tour where he was showing up at venues and beating guys up and they'd show up with a camera crew and show them hitting the ring and beating people up there, building them up to beat Fight Sting or some of that sort. And uh, Terry had, had seen me and got a good report card about me and he went to Kevin Sullivan, told Kevin Sullivan about me, who was the booker at the time. Kevin said, hey, you know, give me a call in Louisville in a, uh, in a hotel as I was getting ready to Indiana. And I had about a three-week conversation with him, and the next thing I know, I was in WCW under a 90-day trial basis to be Bagwell's tag team partner. And that's when we became the American Males, won the World Tag Team titles, and then I had a good five, almost six-year run with WCW. And then is when WCW... And then that's when PCW came about, where uh, Dusty Rhodes was trying to get his organization to be kind of a training area, training facility for WWF. Because you still had very good time with Vince. But Vince was mainly working with Steve Kerr down in Florida. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, I had a great, you know, eight month program with Barry Wyndham, of all people, who had gotten in great shape who was just revitalized work again, and I was blessed to be able to have that guy teach me and work with me and create uh, a better healing me than I would ever, that I wish would happen years earlier. I wish that guy would have took me under his wing years earlier to do that. And then also worked uh, through my program with Dustin Rhodes, Dusty's son, and and Dustin did the same thing because I was still working heel. I was just his top heel at the time. And I was working to deal with him and Dustin taught me a whole lot of what WWE wanted to see out of their heels. 
so it was really, really a good time for me in, in both those territories. And as you're saying, you know, it was kind of the end of territories. It was kind of the end of two major companies also, yeah. because then WWE became the, the major company, and then TNA kind of branched out, and, you know, they're still branching out. <laughs> so. Well, you kind of left your mark with uh, Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling, too. You have the record of uh, being a three-time heavyweight champion there, too, so... Exactly. Well, again, you know, Dusty gave me the biggest compliment in the world. He told me that I um, he watched a lot of my matches, and whether I was working with Barry or Dustin or uh, a Sugarman, excuse me, Ooh, big burp from coffee, <laughs> uh, a Sugarman or a, uh, or an Evans or, or uh, Jose Estrada or Glacier. There are certain guys that work faster or slower, methodical, or or would be 100 miles an hour on their spots. He goes, your timing is impeccable. He goes, the only guy I've ever seen that can work, no matter how fast somebody works or slow that somebody works, and still make it make sense is Tony Blanchard. He goes, you remind me a lot of Tony Blanchard, and I took that as the biggest compliment in the world. Yeah. Because, you know, Tully was one of the coolest but most vicious heels of his of his time. So I definitely took that as a as a as a huge pat on the back. But yeah, to be for the year and a half that TCW was around, for me to be the champion for probably a good uh I'd say nine months out of that year and a half. Um definitely, you know, and three time like I said, three time champion, one time tag team champion with Eric Watts, uh, definitely I gained more experience there than I wish I would have had before I went to WCW or ECW. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's let's touch on ECW and let's talk talk, talk about WCW for a minute. You were actually a part of the first episode of Monday Night Nitro, which started the whole Monday Night Wars and started, you know, a big time in professional wrestling history. Talk about what the, the atmosphere was like in, in the in the back, in the locker room during the first episode of Nitro. You guys actually defeating the tag team champions in a non-title match. Well, the the first night show was actually in Mall of America. If you remember, um, it was an hour show. Um, they brought in Lex Luger as a big surprise. And the funky thing about it was, it was a few months beforehand, I went to Jerry Lawler, brought me to WWF, as a possibility of being a protege of Lex Luger's. And if you ever look it up, you'll find it on YouTube <clears throat> where I'm a uh, flag bearer for Lex Luger. Uh, I used Yokozuna for King of the Ring, and they were going to pair me and Lex up <clears throat> as being his protege and build me up that way. But then this deal happened for me with WCW, so I jumped on board on that. And then Lex worked the Sunday night before at Nova Scotia for, uh, for Vince, and that very next Monday was in Minneapolis, I mean, his contract said that he could, as soon as his contract was done, he could leave and go wherever he wanted to. Mm-hmm. He left, Nova Scotia, flew to Minneapolis, Sting, Bischoff, and him met, signed him to a deal, and then, so it was a very, very good thing that I went with WCW and didn't stick around waiting to see what would happen with WF and Lex Luger, because Lex left, <laughs> was already planning to leave 
and I wouldn't have been stuck like a, you know, ball against, you know, I wouldn't have stuck like it on the wall, you know. Mm-hmm. It would have hit and stuck, you know, and I would have been sitting there floundering if I would have stayed there if I hadn't made that decision. So it was good karma working my way, and it was on the third ever Nitro in Johnson City that uh, Marcus and myself beat, Johnson, beat uh, Harlem Heat for the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. And so we really, um, I mean, it, it was really, really exciting to be a part of wrestling at that time because you sat back and you knew you were alive, but that gave you more of a drilling rush. You knew you, you couldn't, you know, everything you did had to be spot on. And so usually the guys that were spot on were the guys that were put on TV, not the guys who were screw-ups. And so when they put me and Marcus on there and it, you know, and the night before in at Fall Brawl, we were at the Nasty Boys and I had twenty two unanswered punches and kicks from Na from Sags, who till this day I really have no respect for because he took advantage of me. Uh even Nobbs and, and Backwell and Pee Wee who was referee to the match got got pissed off that uh uh, Sags for what he did, but that was, Sags was going, that's the way of walking him into the, to the company. No, 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 no. That was your way of politically being mad that you had to put us over. Nah. Yeah. So, very next night, we went to World Tag Team Titles. So that really, really ate his crowd even more. So, for me and Nobs, it always come along well. So, mm-hmm. Um, but the, but the backstage area was always excited because we were we were trying to make a mark for what WCW was, and that's what we took our, our ego was in not as our matches, not as our people. At that time and era, very beginning of it, we took pride in making WCW the best it was. Yeah, and you got they had a lengthy run on television, beating out Monday Night Raw every single week with, with ratings. It was just it was wild because I was I was like maybe like thirteen, fourteen at the time, and I keep I remember every single week watching watching Monday Night Nitro and then flipping over to Raw, then flipping back and forth between the two is. It was it was an exciting time to be a wrestling fan and also a wrestler in general. Um, let's get another oh, thing. Yeah, uh, let's get another things also uh, WCW wise. Uh, you were a big part of Raven's flock. Uh, you know, yes. maybe the, the the standout guy. The the one thing was the one thing that was memorable was always your eye patch. After getting that drop toe hold from Raven in no DQ match and you know being kidnapped, yeah, exactly. enjoying the Raven's flock. Now. There was a lot. There's been talks. Some people said that you know it was it was a fake gimmick. Since we have you on the show, was the was the eye patch and was the eye injury an actual like legitimate injury to you? It was legitimate because I was legally blind in that eye for about a year and a half, as long as I wore it. Because um, the way the chair was laying, it wasn't laying flat side up. It was laying bottom side up with the edge. Mm-hmm. And when I hit the edge. It hit my eye, and basically, uh, the actual physical doctorish, whatever you want to call them, you know, details I couldn't give you. But I was um, the the TV lights were so bright, were giving me headaches. So they had to put an opaque contact lens in that eye, which is a completely white eye, to protect the eye from the lights. And then I had to wear the eye patch. 
So I had zero depth perception. Everybody was going, well, you could see straight through. I'm like, no, you couldn't. I had zero depth perception. I was literally blind because I could not see out of that eye. Oh, so you put me in front of any doctor, and any doctor will go, he's literally blind. Is your... And that's the way I was until the eye healed, which took about, took a while for it to be done. I had LASIK surgery, LASIK surgery done, got it fixed, and um, not LASIK, uh, retina surgery. Uh -huh. I can't even think my, my words. You got me up so early. <laughs> my words are fumbling and stumbling here. I'm not used to being uh, vocal this part of the morning yet. So, but uh, it was, I had a detached retina. So they basically had to, to, to fix that and let it heal. And just because the TV lights are so bright, no matter standards how bright and how hot they are until you're actually standing in the ring inside those lights. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we're glad to hear that your, uh, your eye is better and it was actually legitimate. And we're back on this week's Marking Out. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with my co-host, Dave and Chris. Uh, Dave, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Chris, how are you doing? People come to me and they say, who are you and why are you here? I say, listen up and let me your ear. I am the Chris to the Sween. I've got a pretty big ween. On Sunday <laughs> night, I'm getting married and I'm going to go into my room and... Awesome as always. Why did why did I kind of sound like Tracy Morgan or some shit in that? Yeah, you sound like Tracy Morgan half the time. But anyway, we are back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by pro wrestling fans. Thank you very much yet again to Mr. Scotty Riggs for being Scott Riggs, Mr. Scott Riggs. It sounds Scott weird. Riggs. But anyway, uh, Scotty Al uh, Anton. Yeah. But regardless, thank you very much, Scotty, for being Absolutely. on our thank show you. this week. It was a pr privilege and a pleasure to talk to you about your wonderful career in the world of professional wrestling. Let's get stopped talking about professional wrestling and let's talk about sports entertainment. Let's start off with SmackDown from last week. We spoke about it last week on our show. We had the re-debut of Sin Cara back from his uh, brutal knee injury that he suffered at the Survivor Series. Sin Cara Rojo. Yeah, Sin Cara <laughs> Rojo. And Rojo. you look good. There was not a botch in that oh, match. I didn't say it like that. Screw you. <laughs> There was not one botch in that match. Oh, that no. we saw. Yeah, that we saw. Apparently, no, but apparently, people in the live crowd said that there weren't botches either. So yeah, because weren't the guys from Ring Rope Rebellion there? Yeah, that's right. They were. Yeah. Doing the deep bra the whole night. Yeah. Do the, the deep bra. New entrance. Yeah, no, no more. But I, I like the trampoline. I like this yeah, but he entrance. fucked it up way like too many times. Entrance, he fucked it up way too many I times, don't. and it's too risky. I, know, I like but... it. He slides into the ring. He does that little flip. I'm a fan of it. Perfectly fine. It's natural. Oh yeah, definitely. Did any? Did you either? You guys see like the backstage fallout thing on YouTube? And, like, no, he, I didn't get to no. see it. Oh, it's so funny. Heath Slater was like freaking out over. He's like, he's like, how am I gonna be able to see when there's no lights on? I he's still, doing all these flippy do yeah. things in the ring. I still don't I, I like think the it's lights. Time to do away with that. Yeah, yeah I th or make them Rojo lights. Nah, yeah. well, I'm not even. We can get rid of that. It's not even that because they're blue and orange now. He was just wearing blue before like they were not blue and orange like he's not the Mets I don't Fuck know them. I just don't like it Fuck the Yankees I feel like especially seeing it in front of a live crowd it probably takes away from the match from being able to see yeah no I well okay. I, I don't think actually have we seen Sin Cara wrestle live in a I don't think so with the in a I don't think I, I, don't think I have match? no I don't think I have <laughs> I think we've seen him wrestle 
no, tag matches, haven't we, or no? I, I think the first time I saw him wrestle was at um, Survivor Series when, when we went. I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I, was I would like. I would kind of like to see him wrestle live with the lights to see how it is. Feel get the feel of it. Maybe they should have a lights match. Him versus somebody, and if Zincar loses, he has to get rid of his stupid lights. Oh, I thought you were going to say if he loses, he has to give somebody a light. <laughs> what does that mean? He has you to know, go like, up to the, click, the scaffolding. You click, and you click two rocks together till they spark, and maybe Randy Orton could use it. Oh, oh, fuck you, Randy Orton! But no, listen. I don't know what I don't know the truth. I just know what I've seen on the dirt sheets. Yeah. Even though I don't read the dirt sheets. Yeah, bullshit. No, I really don't. All right. Anyway, regardless, regardless from that, also Damian Sandow, another big win over Ezekiel Jackson this week. Really, what do you, what do you think, Big Zeke? Goodbye. No, he's still got a place there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they just. I think they they just need something for him. Yeah, right. just or, waiting for something. Him versus Ryback would be awesome. No. We'll get to right back when we talk about Monday Night Raw, though. Uh, the tag team division, as they've been saying, the tag team division is heating up this uh, on SmackDown. Zack Ryder and Santino Morel, I get a win over, what are they, the Millionaire's Club? The Million Dollar Club? Nah. I don't know. We got millions of dollars. 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 No, you, no. Okay. Dollar, dollar I'm, bill, y'all. No, shut up. Oh, sorry. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. We're doing this, not that. Sorry. So Titus O'Neil and Darren Young lose to Zack Ryder and Santino Morella. I don't like that. Why? I think that this tag team the, of Titus O'Neil and Young are getting built up, and I feel like they should have went over. Yeah, but Even maybe though I think that they beat them. Didn't they defeat that tag team a week or two ago? Yeah. I, oh, I think that, yeah. Yeah, but what if Cobra's being built up as well? They could be. Well, that's why I'm saying that. They got I, If they got the win, which I'm always positive they did a few weeks ago or whatnot, then okay, I'm fine with it just because it kind of evens it out. No. Everybody's getting over a little no. bit. No, O'Neal and Young beat them a couple weeks back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, it sounded like you said that Cobra... No, 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 no. The other... Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Did you see what Chad Gaspard had to say about this? Yeah, no. apparently he thinks that they're stealing, uh, ripping off crime time. You think Chad Gaspard thinks that they're ripping off crime time? Yes, that is apparently the rumor circulating that. Well, didn't he write on Twitter about that or no? Yeah, he wrote on Twitter about it. Yeah. Uh, to, you know what, to extent, but every other, every tag team copies everybody. Exactly. I mean, I mean, we've seen crime time copy from Zack Ryder, their finisher, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins from MYWC. That's too much or, MYWC in, talk. Yeah, I was going to say, or company don't, we don't mean to talk about right Yeah. Now. Yeah, uh, but every tag team copies every tag. I mean, look at like Legion of Doom and Demolition. Well, I don't really think they were copying yeah. them. I mean, it's I more based think. off of. I could see similar movies, just because I forgot movies. what <laughs> movies. What? What did you think I said? Boobies. Movies. Yeah, movies. Oh, you can see similar. I thought you were talking about moves, no. wrestling moves. You were what talking were about the, other movies. Um, okay. Yeah, they copied Mad those Max. from Mad Max. But yeah, then Mad Max. Where they? Where did uh? Who? Demolition copy from what movie? Mad Max. Well, Mad yeah, Mad Max. More like that Bond film that Brandon made. Well, there's that hey, one guy. What the fuck is Mad Max? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not born in fucking 1980. No, Mad Max because uh, one of the either Gibson? the one the second one I think, the one with oh shit, I forgot her name. But there's a guy in there that's all uh, duked out in that gear. All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. And the, the Road Warriors are from the movie The Warriors. Brandon, you will watch yes. Money Heist or whatever. Dude, the- it's called Tower Heist. It was a good fucking movie. Go fuck yourself. No. Brandon buys every single DVD there is. And he doesn't have Mad Max or doesn't even know what Mad Max is. Dude. Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Mad Max. 
Listen, did Mad Max have little play sets with them that opened up? No, you're thinking. No, no that's no. Mighty Max, asshole. Yeah. Mighty Max, excuse me. <laughs> Don't confuse I it too. I own a bunch of those. Uh, right. All right. Well, that was you know the tag team division. We said heating up. Everybody's ripping off everybody. Good Maybe. times. Yeah, good times. Good times. Uh, we'll talk about Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler because Monday last Monday on Raw, Dolph Ziggler said he wanted to be in Randy Orton's spot, and now I think he has the opportunity to do that. And what a better way to do it to face off against the world heavyweight champion. Do you feel like they're kind of dropping the ball a little bit with Ziggler? With the amount that he was over and everything, do you think that they're kind of not pushing him as hard as they should be? I think that they have to get him away from Vicky Guerrero. Really? I think that. Because think I think so? I, I because Vicky Guerrero takes all the heat. What a fucking segue. What a fucking segue, right? Because apparently there have been reports now <laughs> that fucking great segue Chris is reporting that apparently Rick, they're shooting around the idea to have bring Ric Flair in to be Dolph Ziggler's new manager. Hmm. I don't like it at all. I love it. I don't know no, if no, I like there's, it. Literally, there's no reason because Ric Flair, Flair is strong on the mic and Dolph Ziggler is strong on the mic. I, so why have somebody... Why have somebody manage somebody if they're strong? I, on the mic? I agree completely, a hundred percent with Brandon. I don't think that that's a good idea. I think that Zig that Flair has to be put with somebody that really doesn't have mic skills. Ziggler is very, very good on the mic. Like fuck no it, point. make Ric Flair a heel and put manage the fucking. Well, I heard they want to put him with Mason Ryan too. No, no, no. Fuck that. No, fuck that. That's just going to be this? compared evolution? to evolution all day, every Jinx, day. Jinx, you owe me a beer. See? See, I already told you it's going to be compared to evolution. Put him with Titus O'Neil and, and Darren Young. Make him a heel. Or come in, come in where he's going to be like, maybe he just pick a fucking tag team. Let's put him, let's, the Usos or some shit. He goes, oh, I'm going to help the Usos, blah, 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 and then boom, heel turn. Fuck Ric Flair, fuck Ric Flair, fuck Ric Flair. Brandon really that. wants to fuck Ric Flair. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> All right. This is what I think. What a better way to shoot somebody into the upper echelon of the WWE universe than pairing him with a 16-time world heavyweight champion. You have a guy being endorsed to be the next world heavyweight champion, and what a better way to endorse him than the guy who's the fucking man. I disagree. I don't think that... You disagree it's, with everything. I know. Well, no, we agree on a lot. But I just I just don't think it's a good idea. I feel like he could do it on his own. He doesn't need Ric Flair to get him to that level. I feel like he could uh, he could definitely do it on his own. He has done it on his own. I, and like, Ric Flair could be used better. Like, I kind of feel like Chris is saying that... To get over, let's say, let's say, uh, Kofi Kingston and and R Truth, they if they were an actual tag team, they are an actual tag team. Yeah, well, if they're, I mean, they are tag team champions. But to get them to the highest point, why not have the Dudley Boys come in and manage them? Because you don't. Why do you need the Dudley Boys? You don't. Well, that's that. They're a fucking tag team specialist. Multi-time tag champion. Okay, yeah, I can, I can kind of see the point with that. That, yeah, okay, that's kind of the point that I was shooting at then. Fuck me. All right, so agree to disagree. Uh, the There's story- way too much fucking going around here. All right. Yeah. 
Cut it yeah, off. You're the one the that's tea. showing pictures of dildos. Dildos? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. No, actually, it's a vibrator. It's called. Oh, the love Brandon knows his shit. Good. Yeah, he sure does know his shit, right? It's called the love file. It's a neck massager. Yeah, remember that, remember that episode that we did where Brandon explained the difference between a porno and a sex tape? Yes. Dude, you're. No. And then we fucking got followed by like 50. No. And I have to tell you that some people, although they were agreeing with Chris on last week's episode with Brooke Hogan and Dixie Carter, Brandon's a lot like, more, a lot more were agreeing with me, saying they would love to watch a session. Uh, <laughs> I'd as, I, as I put my finger in my mouth now and gag. I don't know. I'd fuck no, Dixie. I, dude, I'm not going to call anyone out on their on what they said on on them agreeing or not, but. I know they're listening, and I know they're going to agree that they would like to see Brooke Hogan and Dixie Carter. Right. I mean, why wouldn't you want to see it? We're I talking mean, about WWE so... here. Let's not talk about vom- the, the Vomit Factory. Uh, Kane, the Kane, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan trifecta got a little bit more serious on Friday Night SmackDown, where Punk and Kane went to a no decision. Anarchy, pure chaos, which then led them into Monday Night Raw. It was announced on Monday Night Raw. Night Nitro. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Monday Night Raw has announced that Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and Kane will be facing off in a triple threat match at No Way Out. I like it. It keeps Kane. This entire feud has incorporated Kane and has made him relevant. But it may, it's making him a little bit more relevant in this feud on Monday because AJ was after a grueling match between Punk and Kane that winner there had to be a finish. And it was Kane, correct? Yes, Kane. Kane, Kane okay, finished first, yes. Yes, Kane, 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 Kane first. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> You're laughing at it right now, Dick. Yeah. Why wasn't, why wasn't, why, that's no way to speak to your body parts like that. Oh. Why wasn't Daniel Bryan doing commentary? Because he know. did his Daniel Bryan Q&A right beforehand. Yeah. Which was really necessary. Yeah, which was really great. But as I go go back to AJ, AJ then staring down Kane. Yeah, she likes the attention. Yeah. She, she gave that little smile, that fucking... that cute little 16-year-old smile that we like so much over no, here. That's not cool. No and then it cuts a promo just saying that she likes getting attention and men like giving her deten- a detention. Detention. Because she's 16 years old. Yes. Josh, Josh Matthews fucking... Slap that ass her. with a ruler. I hope I don't get in trouble for my wife. <laughs> oh jeez! So we we mentioned it before the break. Let's talk about it. Stan Stansky, and what was the other Arthur job? Rosenberg? Arthur Rosenberg. Write these Arthur names down because they will be on the ballot for Jobber of the Year this year. Facing off against Ryback, rhyming, being all cute. <laughs> yeah, that was a cute. Apparently, they prompt. said that that I read on the dirt sheet that apparently it was a shot at the genius Lanny Pavo because he used to do uh, poems before his matches. Well, guess I guess what? they, they said that it was a shot because uh, he said he didn't want Randy Savage inducted just him. He wanted the entire Puffo family. No, fuck that. So I, I don't, I don't believe it at all. Hey. I think it's just bullshit. People trying to get um, people to hit up their website. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Regardless, I mean, if anything, if they were making fun of anyone, it'd be PN News. Can I get a yo baby, yo baby, yo? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Wow, Dave, Mr. Heel over here. <laughs> Heel turn. And the only reason why I call him Mr. Heel is because he's in 10-inch high heels for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. But, you had, yeah, you had another Ryback squash match. Which Hashtag is, Dave wears heels. <laughs> you know someone's going to try to get that the trend <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, you had 
I think that the highlight of Monday Night Raw for all three of us was the tag team title match between Kofi Kinks and R-Truth and Kurt Hawkins and Tyler Rex, which was, and th- they said it during it, like the tag team division is heating up. And how good was that match? It was a good I match. Was a fan of I, it was a great back. Oh, we're both doing this. <laughs> I actually, this wasn't my favorite part of uh, Raw or whatever. Yeah, you're just I, a Divas match. Yeah. There was a there Divas was match? Divas match? I don't, know. What I don't think there was. No, there wasn't a team yeah, match. David, no, no, made you guys think. David said his favorite match of Raw, his favorite part of Raw was the barbecue sauce. Yeah. It got me hungry. Yeah, it did. It got everybody hungry. But good tag uh, team match. Me. But let's, uh, well, let's talk about barbecue sauce for a second. Let's talk about John Cena. Last week, the Big Show was able to choose his own opponent and choose Bros Clay and totally destroyed him. And this week, John Cena was able to choose his own opponent, and he chose Michael Cole. Do you think he kind of uh, chumped out a little bit? You had Big Show actually choose an opponent in Brodus Clay, being a big guy and everything like that. And John Cena has the opportunity to answer back and challenge an opponent opponent of his choice. Well, that's with Michael because, Cole. That's because Monday Night Raw started out with Michael Cole basically saying John Cena's a dick, a wimp, a bitch, a fucking puseta. <laughs> Is that how Juan would say it? Probably. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's, he's right. And after, you know, I, I think Michael Cole got what he deserved. A but lot of barbecue sauce. A lot of barbecue sauce, but that was also after John Cena beat the living hell out of Tensai. Yeah. Or Tensai. What does that say about that? No, no just this, Tensai. Yeah, just, just Tensai. Tensai. What do you think about that? What? Him defeating Tensai. Tensai was on Superstars last week. We were, What's we going were on with Tensai? Gonna see, we were obviously going to see him beat Tensai because everybody wants to see Michael Cole get beat. But now what's going to happen with Tensai? I can't. Is, he, is Tensai done? No, he's not. No, of course he's not done. He's going to have a nice run in WWE. Yeah, you're going to go with a nice run in WWE? With yeah, his not, current not gimmick? like a title run or anything, just a nice run. Like he'll, but with his current gimmick? Yeah. I don't know. I go back and forth. At times I really like it, and at times I feel like it's just not getting over enough. I don't think it's getting over enough. Exactly. But it's I don't. Why isn't it getting over? It doesn't make sense. I like, feel it's like it's and... just the so it started off with the association to uh, Albert, which obviously but that's he is. What but he uh, is exactly. Like, they, but they the made thing, mention to that. But the thing is, I feel like that kind of takes away from the character and the gimmick a little bit. I don't think so at all. You know, we've never been to Japan. We can't say that. We don't know. Japan changes people. We don't know. Yeah, they changed. That's not funny, dude. He's been there for years. I we can all yes, he has been there. Very good, Brandon. I saw the last time. What is that? Like that sounds like Pat the Bunny fucking book. Like very good. You can Pat the Bunny. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Shit. Oh, fuck you. No, I just I I I think he was poorly brought in. I said I said it recently on the show. They should have the first week that Lord Tensai debuted. He should have beat John Cena, and he would have been monster heel but the fact that he had to face a bunch of scrubs and they had to change his finishers and they had to change his um the green mist that he put into his hands and they kept like they kept slowly but surely like tick making certain ticks yeah, evolving him. him a little bit yeah but not evolving him like in a right sense evolving well that's why that's why i say if i was billionaire ted I would be able to book this I, like I don't think that they were expecting billionaire Brandon. Albert chance chance yeah. and stuff like that. I feel like that kind of caught them off nah, guard. That's, that's their fucking fault. Well, yeah, like, that's their I, fault for debuting I told, him. I told WWE creative from the start that they're going to have problems oh. with this. That they're gonna have problems with this and they didn't listen to me. Why and don't they listen that, to us? Seriously? 
I mean, come on now. Get us on that writing staff. We'll help you out. Don't worry about it. Get Brandy on the writing staff. I don't need to be on yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Like, you don't need a fucking degree in creative writing. I'm. This is creative writing. I'm pointing to my head right now. No, not that one. All the fan fiction that Brandon writes. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> We're going to post some of that on that, the uh, website. All of a sudden, you guys know what fan fiction is, right? I've known what fan fiction is. What is uh, it? For the longest time. Fan fiction? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know what that is. Yeah, fan fiction is like when you like like when it's you like have... it's basically Fifty Shades of Grey but for nerds. Is it a book <laughs> or is it like actually things that you people write? like people, people people write their own fucking shit like people have written episodes of fucking Star Trek and shit. Uh huh. Yeah. Star Wars or whatever. Yeah. Hello. Like like remember like when we were in high school and uh, everybody like one of our friends had his own eFed. Oh yeah, I was uh, in that but, shit. No, like he like he had it in, in WrestleMania 2000, like he had like oh. corporate Danny and like corporate Sal and corporate Dave. Yeah, yeah so, so it's like stuff like that. It's like it's like your right. head federations. Like I did, I'll admit it. I, I still do that when I play WWE 12. I don't well, do the universe mode. I set up my I've own fucking storylines. I just don't write it down. I, I've never done fucking fan fiction. Not yeah. that there. I mean, there, there's something wrong with fan fiction. But. And there's something wrong <laughs> with you too, but. Anyway, so so Lord Tensai gets beat by John Cena, and then John Cena then barbecue sauces the hell out of Michael Cole, and pretty much makes him humble. I love how Jerry Lawler just keeps Jr's barbecue sauce. Yeah, yeah. See, oh, hey, look, I just have all this barbecue sauce. I wasn't a fan of this seg- segment. I thought it was no. Just... Yes, you were. You called me in with a yeah, rock no, hard I wasn't, solid boner. I wasn't really. <laughs> you called him with his boner. Yes. He yeah, typed the whole, the whole one and a half. Slap my cock right a, to my cell phone and call. Bro, me. bro, yes. bro, come on. Yes, cock slap your cell phone. Definitely. Cock slap. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't like it too much. I would rather see John Cena actually face uh, another opponent. That he like actually choose somebody, I don't know. Yeah, but I like seeing Michael Cole get humbled. Yeah, I'm over it. Like, th- how long? How much longer do we have to see Cole feud with Jr. or the King even? <laughs> with Jr., dude, what are you talking about? Where's Jim Ross? Well, he no, but then you see Jr. like tweeted at him. He goes, "Okay, I, I accept Michael Cole's apology." I hope that this is over, though. I think it's over. I hope so. I think next week you'll see. Uh, Michael but it's Walsh. like no, but come on, it's not nothing like this is over. Like we see this in the wrestling business all the time. Like how many times do we have to see Ric Flair come back? <laughs> he will never retire. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, all uh, right. So all that right. was Monday, Monday Night Raw. Interesting. We'll talk about SmackDown and we'll talk about Monday Night Raw. Oh, three-hour Raw next week. Oh yeah, that's right. And Vince McMahon's coming back. Yes. BKM. And apparently he is going to introduce John Laurinaitis into the Kiss My Ass Club hey. because ratings have been so low. He's going to this doesn't make him. sense. Like, how is Vince McMahon going to be the one evaluating John Laurinaitis when Vince McMahon was fired because he was going crazy? He's still the owner. Yeah, but still, like, what does that mean? Breaking kayfabe. Yeah, breaking kayfabe, if you want to call it that. All righty. Well, let's get on to some other topics before we get to the shameless plugs. We've, you know, we've been known to do, you know, our little lists and our little top fives, our little, those little, little shindigs, little shindigs. And since we, this weekend, since um, I am tying the knot and I am getting married on Chris Sunday, is getting married. we decided that we can do maybe our top five favorite male, female couples in the professional wrestling sports entertainment Chris didn't world. like my idea of Chuck and Billy. No, I said I'm like yeah, male female. Chris didn't like my idea of Davy Boy Smith and Matilda. I didn't say that. You're, t- you're putting you're putting words in my mouth, <laughs> Brandon. Dave's, 
Yeah. Instead, oh, so I yeah. said what I said, Ned. What? So you said what I yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, right? All right, so male-female relationships. Male, The best male-female relationships. Is number is number one for you guys Elizabeth and Macho Man? No. No. Nope. Really? No. Nope. Is it Stephanie McMahon and Triple yeah, H? that's my number one. Okay, yeah. Uh, I didn't even really number, but yeah, if I had I. to number it, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H would be my number one. Okay. All right, so are we just going to go through our list, or? Uh, I think we could, yeah. All right, I got, I got Vince we McMahon and Linda McMahon. I got Jeff Jarrett and Deborah, Edge and Lita, Macho Man Elizabeth, and Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. Okay. All right, Brandon. Well, I wasn't even told we were doing. I told this, you so. several times. Brandon doesn't listen. You don't listen at all. Scolding. When, when was I told? I told you last week. Shame, when we spoke shame. on the phone on Sunday, Everybody I said, Brandon. knows your name. I said, Brandon of Marking Out, follow him at, at BTG161. <laughs> We're doing a top five couples, and you said, "All right, fine, great." But no, you don't listen. you said we might be. No, I said we will I be. I never heard anything. All right, so Brennan, you you know us, Brennan, come up with a few relationships right now. Obviously, I said. Matilda and Triple H baby boy. Got to say, what about Stephanie and Tessa? That was so lovey dovey. Like, all right, eh, okay, I'll I, accept. I, I put it to that. I uh, shall accept. Um. I gotta say, Godfather and his hose. <laughs> of course. How can you forget that one? <laughs> what about Mark Henry and that she male? Oh yeah. You got, you got what about Bass? We forgot about. I forgot about like Mark Henry and May Young. Yeah. yeah. Mark Henry in China. I got Eddie Guerrero in China. Honestly, I got like this is. I'm not joking. <laughs> gotta give it to. Uh, gotta give it to Kelly Kelly and Balls Mahoney because it gave me hope. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it gave me hope that. And then he puked like, all over her. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no. What, um What about you? Mine was Macho Man Elizabeth was number 1. Did you come up with other ones? Yeah, I came up with a whole list cuz I who actually else? Yeah, cuz he was told about it. Yeah, yeah cuz so, I thought I thought of the so I thought of Stephanie McMahon Triple H is definitely number 2. Edge and Vicky Guerrero. Okay. Anybody think about that one because yeah, that was that was I a mid- fan of the top 5 though. I thought it was just because right. it was it was a major storyline in the past couple of years, yeah. and it really held something to edge. Right. May, well, May Young and uh, Mark Henry, okay, is on there too. What about like Deborah and uh, Steve Mon- Mongo McMichael? Oh yeah, Mondo. I, Mondo McMichael. I forgot. No, it's Mongo. Mongo. Yeah, it's Mongo. I knew. And then what about Mango. what about Matt Hardy and Lita? What about, I was I want to do yeah, Edge, right, Lita, and Matt Hardy because that's what about ho- Edge, Lita, Kane, Matt Hardy. Yeah. What about uh, Katie Vick? Yeah, Kane, Kane. Katie Vick. Oh. Look at this. Everyone slept with everyone. Yeah, right? Jesus. Jeez. What about Beth Phoenix and Edge? What about Beth Phoenix and CM Punk? You know what I find well, amazing? That I found that out that like Edge and Beth Phoenix are dating. So let's get this straight. So now CM Punk has had Edge's fans. sloppy seconds. And now Edge has had CM Punk's sloppy seconds. That is a fact. That is a fact. You know what also is a fact? Oh, shameless plugs. Oh. oh, shit. We can't do shameless plugs yet. We have a pay-per-view to do predictions on. Oh, oh my God. I, I, I actually almost... Seriously, forgot about that. But wait, isn't No Way Out in a few weeks? Like, oh, it's no not way out. Week. No way out is the seventeenth. We have Slam Anniversary. Oh, oh, Impact Wrestling. Impact. All right, we'll start off at the bottom of the card because Kid Cash is facing Hernandez. Have they been on TV recently? Uh, what the fuck? I'm gonna uh, go Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Hernandez. Is it Keith Hernandez or? It's Keith Hernandez. Sean Hernandez. I'm, I'm going. I don't know who that is. I'm going with Supermax. Mustache ride. I'm going with David Cash. I didn't mean to say David, but Dave Cash. Wait, what the fuck do I Dave keep Cash? saying? Kid Cash. Say it with <laughs> yeah, me. I don't know why I keep saying Dave Cash. 
Oh my God, you're so silly. So here we go. Crimson has an open challenge. Do we think Joey Ryan's going to be the opponent and beat Crimson? Oh, I didn't even think about Joey Ryan. I tweeted to Kevin Matthews to book that fucking flight. Yeah, I'm going (laughs) Kevin Matthews. All right, I'm going to say Joey Uh Ryan. Yeah, I'm going to say Joey Ryan as well. Because apparently, I guess he's not done with uh, Impact Wrestling. We saw this I week. can't see him defeat Crimson. I could. I can't. Whoa, well, you know who the fuck it might be, which I really, really hope it doesn't fucking turn out to be that? <laughs> Brian Knobs? Goldberg. Remember what? how Goldberg was saying how he might be wrestling this year? Yeah. And this past week, Crimson was like, I, I have the longest reigning uh, undefeated streak in the history of wrestling. Not that Goldberg guy, blah, 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 oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, that would be no. pretty big. And he's going to get all the pyro, and they're going to have to that change be, his theme That music. would be pretty big. I would be a big fan of that. I would. I like really? It. Are you fucking being sarcastic? No, or? I actually yeah, think that It was, was Gilberg? I think I, that would actually That's be a fine. good idea. Because I, I, I mean, I want, I'd like to see Goldberg come in, but I don't want to see Goldberg work. He's gonna spear that. Jackhammer. That's about it. No, no, I, no, no. That's no, I, 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 I want to see, see him Goldberg. put. I want to see him put over Crimson. But I've said this in the past, so I'm not gonna That'd say it dumb. again. All right, That'd great. So All right, yeah, Devon and Garrett Bischoff versus the Robbies, Robbie E and Robbie T. Um, Devon and Garrett. Really? Yeah. I can agree with you on that. I'm going with that too. Bathroom break. Shut okay. up. You're not Garrett. in the fucking business. How dare he call it a bathroom break? What are you, what are you saying, Dave? <laughs> Garrett Bischoff. I don't even know what he's with T-Von, right? Yeah, which yeah. sucks T-Von? because I wanted, to see, I wanted to see more T-Von and Jeff Harvey. All right, next match. Samoa Joe and Austin Aries. Samoa this Joe is versus a match that's Aust- difficult to fucking... Yeah, it pick. is. I think I'm going, I'm going with Austin Aries. I'm going Samoa Joe. I, yeah, I don't know. It's the, and the title's online? No, the title's not online. And this, oh. all, this all stems from Austin Aries spraying himself with water two weeks ago. Dude, it was, it's I don't know. Um, Who are you going to choose? Oh, Joe. Who could it be now? I'm going to say this match ends in like a DQ. A DQ? Because, yeah, with All right. what's his name running out. Who? Um, what's his name? Wait, who did Austin Aries fight last night? Was it Crimson? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he fought Crimson. No. Yeah. Oh, who's the other guy? Brutus? Alex Riley? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going with... Fuck that. I'm going to go with A-double, double... Double-double. All right, all, all right. right. The knockout the knockout titles are on the line. Brooke Tassmacher is going to be getting her shot against Gail Kim, who is married to a chef, and Brandon wishes he was married <laughs> to a chef. <laughs> Brandon, he was married to the Swedish chef. Um, I'm going to go with Gail Kim. Oh, I'm going with Tassmacher. I'm going with Tassmacher. Unfortunately. All right. She has a nice ass. That's the only reason Dave wants to... Yeah, her face is kind of busted. You have the number one contender. No, it's. I think it's good looking. I think, no, we, I think no. we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. No. If you look at a horse, I guess. Uh, RVD, Jeff Hardy. Shout out to Sarah Jessica Barker. RVD, Jeff Hardy, and Mr. Anderson will be fighting for the number one contendership for the TNA World Heavyweight title. I'm going RVD. I'm going with Mr. Anderson. I'm going to go Jeff Harvey. There we go. All different. I put Robert Andre instead of Anderson. Andre the Giant? <laughs> Mr. Andre. Anybody Andre. Bully Ray and Joseph Parks will be squaring off. Joseph Park. Park. It said Parks on the website. No, it's no S. Yeah, I think it's Park. I'm going to look this up right now. Uh, I'm going Park. Go, oh, yeah, it is. Okay, no, it, he's right. He's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going Joseph Park. Yeah, same here. But, see, this is weird because Abyss last night caught a promo saying he's going to be showing up. And fucking with both of them. 
All right. Maybe it's a split personality thing. But it's fucked up because, like, what the fuck? So who are you going How with, Brandon? I'm going with no contest. A no contest? Yeah, this one's no contest. Okay. Then you have the tag team titles on the line with uh, Daniels and Kazarian are going to be facing off against AJ Styles and Kurt Angle. We've seen everything that Daniels and Kazarian have done to AJ Styles over the past couple weeks. Recorded phone conversations, pictures, videos of him and Dixie Carter. I'm going Kaz and uh, Dan- uh, Christopher Daniels. Okay. I'm going with Kazaniels also. Kazaniels, I like it. All right. Uh, I don't know. Make moves. I think I'm. Yeah, I'm just gonna go Kaz and Daniels too. No. And then you have the TNA title is on the line when the insane icon Sting returns to action. And we'll be facing off against Bobby Roode. Robert Roode. Bob Roode. I'm going Roode. Yeah. I'm going with Mr. Roode as well. I hope that they don't give Sting the championship. And thank God that was the last match to pick. Yeah, that's a... That is torture one, right two, there. Three. Yeah, I know it was, because you're like, hurry up, come on, I don't want to do this anymore. Hey, we got, a, we got things to do. We do have things to do, like our shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. All right, shameless plugs here. Go follow at Melissa BW. She's a big follower of us, and give her a follow. Then also go follow from Chikara Veronica Tickle uh, Ticklefeather at Veronica <laughs> underscore. I'm sorry, that's the funniest name. Veronica underscore mm one. Go follow her. Also go follow Mosh of the Headbangers at Chaz Mosh. Go do it up. Yeah, yeah. He was on. Uh, he was on the art of wrestling this week. Really got told a lot of stories about the attitude error. That he was. And if we're going to be shameless plugging anything, we, I guess I should shamelessly plug a match of the week. I think I'm just going to throw out the shameless plugs instead of making another fucking bumper for something. Match of the week this week for me is going to be Unico. Said it fucking right. Fuck yourselves. Way to go. Unico versus Sin Cara. From Raw Monday, this is that Lucha Libre style match that the WWE has been missing. And now that Sin Cara is back, I think Kuniko has somebody to work with. Unico, you just switched back. Fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Unico has somebody to work with. And I think this could actually go back into a great feud. I don't, I like it and everything, but I feel like. One person's not going to bring back Lucha Libre wrestling. Well, this, I, is, this is the start to the, re, uh, the revitalization of the I mean, especially division. if Unico... I mean, Unico is a Lucha Libre. To face... If Sin Cara's the only person he could roll with that, I mean, it's not going to work. You well, can't have them every... as I just said two seconds ago, it's the... Um, start of the Cruiserweight division. Because you said they're going to pop up that Cruiserweight show. Yeah. This could be the start of it. It's start of something big. And now here's the start of Brandon Shoutouts. Yeah, what those? Brandy, shout out. Larry Legend takes the first shout out. At PWS on Friday, he made an announcement that two and a half wrestlers were in the house, as well the art as well as the art of wrestling's Cole Cabana. And then he said that Mark and Out was also here. And if you wanted to achieve legendary status, you must follow us on Twitter. Yay. Fact. Don't listen to the podcast, just follow us on Twitter. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're right. good with it. <laughs> the second shout out goes to Chalanga Mask and Lucha Pop. Find everything you need to know on Facebook. They made Samurai Del Sol's ring gear, and if you need to need gear, feel free to contact them. I bought a psychosis mask from them and I hundred percent fucking hundred percent legit. Is that gonna be your new mask? I'm switching up masks this summer. Yeah, he's switching it. He's got things to do. We don't know what he's switching it to though. And then rounding this out with a very PWS heavy shout-outs week. Who better to get this than Mil Moscaris? 
I've always wanted to see the man of a thousand masks wrestle live and meet him because of Pro Wrestling Syndicate. I was able to. PWS delivers the most stacked independent wrestling I've ever seen. And you're definitely he, not reading that off of a, off the computer. Yes. And he fucked yes. up your autograph too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, instead of signing to uh, Brandon, he wrote the Breen. So he wrote two Breen. Stop getting the Breen. All right, it's the, inside it's joke. The, all right, the Brandon Mick Foley. and Mick Foley doesn't even fucking know about it. <laughs> the Breen. All right. <laughs> That's Brandon's new name. I'm going to introduce him every week as the Breen. Hey, we're here at the County Monte Festival, the Blue Dragon, the Breen. How you doing? Yes, Master. I'm doing awesome as always, Master. All right, that could work. That could work. <laughs> that can't work. You come burping, bitch. <laughs> whoa, whoa. All language, right. Language. Regardless Ooh, of that, Come let's on. get to it. It's our... Out moment, moment of, of the, the week. week, Jinx. You owe me beer. No, because you didn't say mark out. But I got I got few words. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, we march out moment, mark out moment of the week is definitely the international dream match from PWS. Muda and Kai versus Tony Nese. How many times do you get to see great Muda in an actual match in in the states? It, yeah, absolutely. And that was just huge. I popped for the green mist. Definitely. Why the fuck wouldn't you? I popped that they actually gave out streamers to give to people. I, I, I popped for his uh, attire and for his mask, the mask that he wore. Yeah, popped, that was I popped pretty. That crazy. mask is so confusing to me. It's Why? so cool. It looked like he had. Like, is it like it looks like face paint and it looks like a legit mask? Yeah, like on top it looked like he had like uh, two heads coming out of it, like little faces what, have and stuff. Ever seen Great Muda's mask before? No, no, but I'm just describing it for our listeners. Yeah, our listeners could go ahead and Google it for themselves. He's painting a picture with his <laughs> canvas of voc- of vocal vocularity. If that's actually something. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, that's our show for this week, folks. Yet again, MarkingOut.com. You can listen to all the episodes there and buy a T-shirt. Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Scotty Riggs. Rachel's wedding. Thank you, Scotty Riggs. Chris and Rachel's wedding. That's right. Sunday. Legit, legit, I'm fucking doing it. I know. Good. You're just going to sit there and Brandon. Brandon's going to live tweet. Yeah. All right, but Very, seriously, is it rude to do it during the wedding though? No, it's no. Fine. Go okay. follow Scotty Riggs. No one cares, no one cares about you. Okay. You're not an important part. No, I'm kidding. Fuck you. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Thank you, Scotty Riggs, and we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And have a good week. Really? Really? Yeah. Really. Riley. Randy. Randy. Riley. Really? Yeah, we are... No, that wasn't good. Five, (laughs) four, three...